What did you just say? It's no big deal. I invited Shinji to come live in my apartment. I even got permission from the top. And don't worry about it. I promise I'm not gonna mess around with him. I know he's just a kid. Of course you won't. How can you even say things like that? And do you realize Miss Researcher hasn't found her sense of humor yet. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Me and My Dad Watch Anime Podcast, where I mustn't run away. I mustn't run away. I mustn't run away. My name is Drew, and I'm here with my dad, David. Greetings, friends. And this week, we watch Hideakiano's Evangelion 1.11. You are not alone. But before we get into the show, let's let the people know. Dad, what are we under the influence of? <sighs> Gotta bring it back. We got the freak show. <laughs> I don't know if this movie deserves the freak uh... show, to be honest with you. It feels freaky to it, me. It, I mean, the, the Evangelion series is certainly freaky. And I know that you're a huge fan and everything, but I... <laughs> <laughs> so this is for me? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, this is for me. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, yeah, but uh, I guess we'll talk about it. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, we're, we're going to get deep into the Ava lore, and I'm sure I'm going to have to explain uh, all the specificities about the Dead Sea Scrolls and all the, the other biblical references throughout the course of our, what, our tetralogy yeah. journey. Well, I just, you know... Probably maybe 20 minutes ago, started reading some background because it it's hard to come into this series and, and understand anything yeah. that's going on. Especially having... the rebuild movies too, yeah. which are like so based on the the original stuff that you have to see it. Right. Excuse me, pardon me. All right. Well, I guess Wayne doesn't care too much about the 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 origins, the beginning, the alpha, and the omegas of the Evangelion world. But hey, we we still got to start our <laughs> podcast somewhere. So give him the poor dad. There you go, Wayne. Oh, actually, that was Whoa, really close. Almost got it on the white pants. Yeah, that would have been uh, that would have been pretty bad. I think that would have derailed this podcast, and we would have to call it another week. <laughs> go on a hiatus for a few wine droplets. Yeah, I don't care. No, nobody does at this point. So, Dad, now that we uh, have our wine cleanly poured, thankfully, what would you like to tell us about this movie? Direct from Wikipedia, 2007, <laughs> Japanese animated science fiction action film. Ooh. I don't think that correctly um, describes this film, but... No, it needs to dive a little bit deeper. I yeah. need at least five more descriptive words. I don't think science is involved. In <laughs> Barely, yeah. <laughs> Pseudoscience, of anything. Yeah, definitely animated. Yeah. Um, written and chiefly directed by Hedieko, Hedieki Ano. Close enough. I guess. Yeah. Famous. I I, buff, I butchered uh, Ano's name the entirety of the Evan, uh, end of Evangelion episode, so it's chill. Really? I did. I said it wrong almost every single time. Oh, okay. I kept and, saying Hideki. And it's the first installment of the trilogy, I guess. Or no. Tetralogy, I'm yeah. sorry. Yes. Yeah, that's an important point. There's yes. four fucking movies, and it's hard to believe. Basically, uh, not even basically, based on the anime television series Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yes, yes. Um, at this point, there is no live action. Mm -hmm. And uh, that would be interesting if this ever saw some kind of light. I, I think it's just too complicated to turn into. I guess they would have to really dumb it down to some degree. Um, I think this actually would be dope for a live action. I'll be honest with you. Well, I quite would be honestly, because they it. have mechs in it. Yeah, I mean, the CGI, like the, the, yeah. the cost of this production would be through the roof. Yeah. But if they did it correctly, that could be super yeah. cool. You would have thought that being that there was the Transformer movies, that somehow somebody would say, oh, shit, you know, is as successful as those were, that, you know. Well, they tried to do this shit with Pacific Rim, and that was essentially. Oh, that's true, too. So yeah. they've actually, yeah. It I was guess. like a, 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 you know, a left turn, but not exactly Evangelion. Yeah. It was right there. Right. I guess that is the sort of the dumbed-down version of Evangelion. Truly, because it's a yeah. horrible fucking yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, some of the fun facts, uh, Robin Williams, I guess, was a devoted fan of yes. the original series, which that feels strange to me. Well, being, was, being it, that this show is all about depression, I think Robin Williams probably keyed in yeah. pretty hard with Actually, yeah, he some probably somehow... Um, well, he wanted, he was interested in playing um, Gendo. Mm, I did see that as well. And uh, I thought maybe he, you know, sort of had a thing for Shinji. Like he. he... <laughs> Who doesn't have a thing for Shinji in these movie series? <laughs> and that's a whole other thing. But yeah, everybody, everybody was kind of keen on Shinji except for Gendo. <sighs> yeah, he sort of, you know, related to him in some way and mm. um, had some daddy issues or something like that. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Not like that's the central <laughs> thesis of this fucking show. It's daddy issues and depression. And uh, one of the, the the other fun facts was uh, Shinji's ID card number is NCC1701A, which is the whole number of the Starship Enterprise in Ooh. Star Trek 4 and 6. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if uh, what the intentionality behind that is, or if that's maybe just like a uh, weird just, little uh, you know, shout out to the Star Trek fans, like somehow bring them in. Well, considering that Anno is um, really big on stealing from everybody, maybe they, you know yeah. that was his way of kind of specifically like from the Bible. Yeah, the in Bible, Jewish text, and Devil any Man. Other, yeah, or yeah, there's a, so many things yeah. that he's like taken inspiration from, but we can get there when we get there. And Rotten Tomatoes, seventy-one percent. From the critics, but there was only like seven reviews, mm-hmm. uh, and the audience um, gave it an eighty-six. And there's like a thousand plus ratings. Hmm. What did you? Could you even like rate this movie? I guess on a scale because I, with all the baggage that comes with watching these movies, like where would you even put it? Just from watching it as a, a standalone thing. Um, for me, I mean, if we're talking a percentage, yeah, I'm like in the sixties somewhere. Sixties only because like you know, which we brought up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sort of, I mean, you can't really, I mean, I thought the animation's great and everything, and it, it's just, you know, another typical anime for me, mm-hmm. but... Um, it depends so heavily on, like, yeah. the backstory of I the I mean, show. the problem is just I had a hard time just, like, investing, you know... Your attention. Yeah, attention <laughs> in terms of what was going on in the film, other than just watching, you know, yeah. you know mechs fighting each other and Shinji being whatever he is and... A little bitch. Masato, you know, basically maybe. being a pedophile. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much where we are with every yeah. single movie that we I, watch I kept on the wanting show. him to, you know, advance that plot line, but it just oh, <laughs> well, we gotta get there. We actually, yeah, that does get uh, definitely forward. Well, then I'd have something to bitch about. We'll get there, dude. I have plenty to bitch about about this movie, and it pretty much has to do with Shinji getting, you know, pussy. But that's the arc of this this series that we're taking on, and we'll we'll definitely expand upon that the further we get in. But let's just jump right into the letterbox to uh, paint a bigger picture of what's going on here so uh first up on letterbox worst reviews i have a half star by rick donald on august 26 2021 when regarded separately from the series it's just a poorly made gundam when thought of as a setup for the later rebuilds it's still poorly made and ultimately a waste of an hour and a half if you watch the original series which you should have and you can just read the wiki thread I would agree with this. Knowing how like the the shape of this, you know, four movie series, it does feel silly that they did this this way. Yeah. And it's like a huge tragic misstep because the fact that they started in 2007 it didn't even finish till, yeah. you know, 2021. I mean, I I'm assuming that this is very successful to some degree. I mean, for them to Incredibly go through the successful. whole yeah. It's huge. You know, to go through the pro- the trouble of like creating another series of movies that are based on the prior and but a little bit changed yeah. I, I mean i can't even it's almost like uh 
I think you had brought something up about George Lucas, but I mean, it's almost oh, yeah. like him trying to like them trying to make something better than what they had originally did. Like you know, like we really should have maybe maybe done it this way, you know, and yeah. changed the the overarching story of the of this whole series. But I don't know. Well, there's like a whole story about like Anno's mental health collapsing somewhere around the third movie and how that fucked up production. And he went off and did a bunch of live action movies and then came back and finished the series. Like this whole thing is a mess. The process from like getting this started to even getting the idea fleshed out like it was truly messy and yeah. it shows it fucking shows by 3.0 plus 1.0 but yeah we got a couple more weeks before we get there so uh, another one star by noble black eye on august 15 2021 just watch mobile suit gundam instead of or instead Anno stole everything from tomino and he didn't sexualize the women so much stop being a pervert Anno. <laughs> I think that's maybe the biggest point right there is that last little thing, the stop being a pervert, because this is like Anno at his horniest. I know at some point during the process of him like ending regular Evangelion and making these movies, he got a wife, and that completely changed his mindset. But he he's just a horny fuck this whole time, and it's just all about you know getting Shinji what he needs. Yeah. Speaking of getting Shinji what he needs, another star by Metal Arena on March 3rd, 2020. Ray got that ignorant pussy. It'd be spitting and farting. And I don't really have any comment about that. I just thought that was a really funny what? comment. That's like an internet thing. I don't really know where it started, but they they just be uh, they be they be calling pussies out, dude. They be saying it's are stupid, and I, I would probably agree. Being that also Ray is like a clone of his mother, which we haven't even seen in the series yet. I mean, there's just so many things, Dad. I know so many fucking things, but I can't wait. I can't, I can't wait to dive deeper. Uh, another star and a half by Notorious P.E.E. on September 9, 2021. This was just sort of playing in the background of a Discord call. Why proofread the final City Hunter chapter? I, is he writing it? That was I was confused there. Ah, um, uh, not enough Cooney. In my opinion, the animation was shit. I've never watched Evangelion, so I didn't really get it. So I looked up what Cooney means, and he's just mad that there wasn't more animated pussy. That's like truly what his comment is bitching about. He's, be I mean, he's watching City Hunter stuff, so obviously he has a hankering for a Discord call while I proofread the final City Hunter chapter. He must be writing some sort of like City Hunter fan fiction, because <laughs> that's the only reason he would proofread something like that if he's not just reading the manga. So this guy is a, a fan artist doing City Hunter stuff and being mad Notorious that there's not more pussy. P -E -E. What the hell? Yeah, this guy, this guy might be a pervert. Which is rife uh, in this series. Yeah. There's a lot of fucking perverts involved with Eva. Uh, another star and a half by Frank on June uh, 26, 2019. Hot drinker Rumi with a penguin. <laughs> I would be very down to live with Misato. I'll be honest. That Misato is like strangely my dream girl. Like a 29-year-old <laughs> woman with like daddy issues who's hypersexualized. Just feed that to me, dude. Put that in my mouth. I'm ready yeah, for it. Just drinking beer and hanging out food. with a penguin. Yeah, I would be. I would probably invite Pen Pen in if we had such a relationship. I'd probably let him hit. Yeah, not me, but Miss Otto. Didn't you say that was it? Pen Pen like reading a book or something? <laughs> just reading the newspaper. Oh, the newspaper <laughs> when they yeah. introduced him, he's just like lounged up with the fucking you know the Daily Tokyo yeah. Three. It was it was a choice. I would like to know if what his reading comprehension is, uh, being that he's a penguin. Before the end of this whole series, they should just have the penguin start talking. They should have him fucking pilot an Eva. <laughs> he should have been one of the, the, yeah. the chosen ones. Yeah, he, uh, he accidentally gets you know inside and then starts piloting and saves the world. I think he'd probably do a hell of a lot better than Shinji, who has a mental breakdown every time he steps inside of the thing. But you know, he just you know maybe the penguins have a better mental fortitude. Right. Uh, a couple more here. Two stars by Magnolia Plastic on September 6, 2021. In middle school, I showed this movie to my older brother because I wanted him to think that anime was cool and deep. And I think it single-handedly made him hate anime. 
I so desperately wanted Troy to like love this when I first watched the series. I like I think I immediately told him, but I don't think he actually really bought into it as much as I did. This is one of the only series of like shows and um, movies and shit like that that I've been super invested in when it comes to uh, anime. But other than that, I, I never had a stake in the game. Yeah, this is like the uh, the atypical anime. Um, yeah, the art house anime. Yeah, exactly. It's just like anime on like 110. It's just... From A24. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's some indie fucking production studio. That's yeah. essentially what Gynax was. It was the A24 of anime. <laughs> Uh, another three and a half stars by Skylar Coffee Cup on August 13, 2021. The Universal Experience of Humanity. Daddy Issues. And I think now, especially since it was just recently brought up in the Kendrick Lamar album where he has a song called Daddy Issues, everybody's kind of, you know, letting it out that they have some weird relationships with their fathers. And I think it's, I mean, I have this in my spotlight, so I'll just hold on to it. But yeah, dude, everyone, everyone has a really fucked up relationship with their dad for the most part. Like every person I know, it's it's kind of bizarre. Uh, and then finally, three and a half stars by Wesley R. Ball on January tenth, twenty seventeen, is Hideaki Anno, the George Lucas of anime. Yeah, and that that's a fucking really hot take, and I think that's good. I think that's a smart take. I I would actually steal that if I could, if I didn't read it out in public. But like, that's real. Yeah, that's exactly what he did with his rebuild. Spot thing. on. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I mean. Ano created the Star Wars and then he just completely undermined it. <laughs> but hey, you know, everybody who makes something great has the opportunity to fuck it up uh, eventually. But dad, you know, now that we have the internet's thoughts out there and I've uh, sort of <laughs> prattled on a little bit too much about how I feel about things, uh, what were you like to shine your spotlight on this movie? Well, they bring up one thing in the uh, in the story and it, they mentioned the hedgehog's dilemma and I was like, okay, mm -hmm. is this real? And apparently, yes, it is. Um, some Freudian thing. Yeah. The hedgehog's dilemma, or sometimes the porcupine dilemma, is a metaphor about the challenges of human intimacy. Mm -hmm. Describes a situation in which a group of hedgehogs seek to move close to one another to share heat during cold weather. They must remain apart, however, as they cannot avoid hurting one another with their sharp spines. Though they all share the intention of a close reciprocal relationship, this may not occur for reasons they cannot avoid. I thought that was very poignant when I first like saw or heard that in the show. I was yeah. like, "Oh, the hedgehog's dilemma," and then I read that. I was yeah. like, "Wow, that's really a, a great way to describe being, you know, afraid to get close to somebody." Right. And then what else do you have? And then there was the the quote that men are wrapped up in themselves. Mm. Yeah, I mean, considering how often we talk about like this is water, uh, I think that's pretty applicable to most men that they believe that they're the center of the universe. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, well, I think that's just the human condition, right? Yeah. For that's sure. my belief. Yeah. I think it's a little easier. Brought to my attention by David Foster Wallace. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I guess rest in peace. I, <laughs> I have a complicated relationship with DFW at this yeah. point, but I think most people who do like him feel that way. And uh, I'm also questioning, you know, where's the child labor laws? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it matters at that point. There, I mean, he. he I said, guess after yeah, the world's you know basically gone through this second impact, which I sort of started looking that up because I'm like, okay, where are we? W yeah. What happened? You know, why do we have this second impact? I think the story takes place in like 2015 or something like that. It's like one of the midway through the 2010s is like where the story takes place. I thought it was actually around 2000. Um, 
I, I, I'm almost positive that the, like the technical end of Evangelion date was something that we passed like a year ago. But it's interesting that they say that the, uh, Antarctic, the ice caps melt, which basically brings it, you know, um, around the, the, you know, the end of the, or basically massive death of humanity. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's where they find the angel that starts Adam or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they already had Lilith somewhere. That's a thing. Like I read the wiki one time, and then it's all been stuck in my brain as like half, half completed thoughts. Uh, For my spotlights, I had a couple. Um, For the first one, I had fan service, and the idea that this movie series is like essentially the self slap of the Evangelion series, and I just something about the wish fulfillment of. Ano going out of his way, not only in the redubs for like the Amazon thing, but like the whole track of these movie series is towards getting Shinji some pussy. That's it. That's what this whole fucking thing is about. And I, I even just saying this now, I'm sort of like, I'm almost speechless. I really can't even talk about it. Like I just, it's hard for me to wrap my head around because imagine like Scorsese redid Taxi Driver, but fucking Bickle gets head during like his drives and shit like that. If Bickle starts getting pussy, it's a completely different movie, but that's just what Anna wants. He got his wife. And he, he wanted to be able to, and you know, he show to spread, you know, his Well, he wanted all these incel Ava lovers to be like getting off his back and be like, hey man, go get a girlfriend. This is <laughs> we can't I can't keep fucking making you these fourteen year old uh characters anymore. You gotta yeah. go find your own love. So I take it Shinji never got anything in the prior or I mean, he never really technically gets anything in these movies either, but he ends up with, like, one of the girls. One of the girls that you were introduced in this movie. Not in this one, but... Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's fucking ridiculous. I can't believe the the, the arc that we landed on here, but... Hey, uh, I'm glad Shinji finally gets out of his, his pussyless hell, and he gets to move on with his life. Uh, the next one I have was the daddy issue thing. And I just really thought it would be super funny, the idea that, like, you and me had this weird cryptic past, but we still did a podcast to each other. (laughs) Like, we're just, like, we could barely look at each other in the eye, and we're sort of, like, speaking in tongues. But I was looking up some of, like, the worst fathers in history, and there's, like, Woody Allen. Are you trying to say, like, somehow anime brought us back together? Like, somehow we... Yeah, for some reason, like, there's (laughs) there's a a scroll we found and said, we have to to make a podcast. The Dead Sea Scrolls told them I'd have to, you know, reconcile with my dad and talk about i don't know jerking off uh publicly <laughs> but there's like woody allen is one of the worst dads ever the fertility doctor who got a bunch of people like hundreds of people pregnant i've been the terrible fucking stalin apparently his son tried to kill himself like with a gun and he failed and stalin was like he, he essentially shit on him he was like, you can't even shoot straight like he hated his son so much that he was shitting on him for messing up his uh suicide attempt and then the marvin gay thing was like the saddest one for me can you imagine shooting your celebrity son no Especially the what he, I think he bought the gun for him like that Christmas as a as a way to protect their house or something like that. That's what the story is, and they got in some sort of argument. Yeah, I don't know what the story is. Yeah, he I think the dad ended up going to prison for manslaughter, not even fucking first degree murder. Uh, I mean, even though he shot him three times, but I don't know. It, it's a really fucking sad story. But uh, the last thing that I had for my uh, my spotlight was animal roommates. And I really love the idea of, like, living with Pen Pen, just, like, having this this cute little bird walking around. But I went down the track of, like, people living with wild animals. And obviously you get to the one where, like, um, that one lady who gets her freaking face cut off. Or, excuse me, ripped off. Sandra Herald, I believe her name was. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I found this other monkey uh, named Nim Chimpsky. 
And I'll just read this little thing uh, that it has on this website. In 1973, a baby uh, chimpanzee was taken from his mother and placed in a human home. Uh, This was in the 70s. And uh, they try to integrate the chimpanzee into like a family of nine people, but they would fucking like give it pot (laughs) and just like expect it to uh, learn how to speak eventually. Like that was their idea. They would just get it fucked up and like have it live with a bunch of kids and eventually would start talking. But then I thought it'd be really funny if they're also trying to like integrate the chimpanzee in school and they just drop him off. (laughs) And then he's like trading bananas and shit at like lunch. Or like throws a poop thing, like throws a poop thing across the cafeteria and starts a food fight. Yeah, I'm looking at this link that you put in here, and uh, Timothy Treadwell, the mm-hmm. guy that got freaking eaten by grizzlies. There's this Sean Ellis guy who lived with a freaking wolf pack, and he like would eat the raw meat with he, the wolves. Yeah, I'm looking at that too. I was trying to figure out what the hell I was looking at. Yeah, well, apparently it says he almost got his face like ripped off because he went for I don't know one of the more premium pieces of meat on the animal, and the wolves got pissed. But that's that one was especially fucking crazy for me. Sean Ellis. Yeah. I mean, how do you just decide that, you know what? Not only am I going to observe wolves, I'm just going to straight up growl, live, uh, <laughs> eat with them. I mean, you got to be a crazy motherfucker. What's this one? Nim Chimsky? Is that the... Yeah, yeah. That's the uh, the pot smoking <laughs> chimpanzee in the family. Oh. And I love that idea, dude. I bet... I, what do you think hanging out with a, a pot smoking chimp would be oh. like? Oh, They've got the bizarre tale of the research project gone horribly wrong. A 23-year-old research scientist named Margaret Howe Lovett moved into a flooded house to teach Dolphin how to speak. It's it's Flipper. Yes, <laughs> we haven't heard from him in a while. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably where uh, you know the the Flipper lineage starts. It starts with this dolphin being fed LSD, and uh, I, well, doesn't it kill itself? Yeah, instead he fell into a deep depression and committed suicide by deliberately fall- failing to surface for water. So the dolphin killed itself at some point when it uh, wouldn't, <laughs> when its trainer wouldn't allow it to fuck it. Oh, so that I mean, that kind of plays into the movie too. I think the deep depression of not getting fell in into ass. a deep depression and committed suicide. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. It just it wouldn't oh, come up for air. Oh my god, I didn't even know that part of the story. Yeah, that that might be my favorite detail because I had come upon this uh, a couple weeks ago because uh, I re- <laughs> I keep bumping into this for some reason. Like I keep seeing this brought up in different contexts. But yeah, the suicide. Thing. Oh, <laughs> hey, well, what's up, Flipper? Flipper hey, uh, jeez. Yeah, do you have any, uh, do you have any ever, f- like, familiarity with this Margaret Howe Lovett case? Do you know anything about the, the dolphin that, you know, hooked up with this lady? Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Okay, so you not only took revenge <laughs> on this lady by fucking her daughter, but now you want to go, okay, oh, wow, that's... Uh, Flipper. You, yeah. you, I think Muskie really rubbed off on you in the wrong way. Yeah. He's probably rubbed off on you, too, which is a whole other conversation that we maybe need to dive a little bit deeper on. Flipper, actually, before you go, really? Really, Flipper? You're just gonna start. Ho- you're just gonna start hooking up with Muskie after everything that happened. This was all a lie. I don't think we've confronted you with the fact that you're a Russian sleeper cell. Okay, yeah, you seem pretty flippant yeah. about being a fucking double agent. Flippant flipper. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, thanks for stopping by, and I'm sure Muskie will. Well, meh. Muskie, take Flipper out of the way, dude. Yeah. I'll, 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 come on, Flipper. Let's. Uh, how about you meet me in the the beer cooler there, buddy? Uh. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm ready to let this one go. 
Yeah, buy flipper. I <laughs> just wear a condom. I don't know if he's going in raw in that blowhole. No one really needs to know, but I want you to be safe. Oh, I'm pretty sure Muskie's carrying around, uh, you know, the bubonic plague at the end of his tip. I don't. I don't think you really want it. Uh, but Dad, now that we've <laughs> we have, now that we've dived back into the dolphin thing, uh, what was the, any takeaway or unintentional lesson that you took from this movie? Honestly, I I don't think I learned anything. No, there's. No, I just I no. was trying to think. I mean, I'm just so like confused by the whole nature of it. But um, I'm sure by the end I will have you know formed some you know life lesson from this. You know? Yeah, I, I might come out a better man. I don't know. I just you know. This, I mean, that would be certainly the best case scenario as an uh, an Ava watcher is that you actually learn something and maybe treat people better, but. I don't know if this movie series is going to be the one that gets you there. Uh, the only takeaway that I had was getting your father's love and approval should be the central focus of your life, which is why I started this podcast. I knew that, you know, there was a separation between how much you knew about me and how much I could tell you. And I was like, I need to find an avenue for me to tell dad every time I jerked off in the house. I can't say that the the things that I know about you have made me love you even deeper. <laughs> but <laughs> Why not? I'm fucking, you know, I'm a great guy, dude, regardless of I watch I, I'm not it. saying you aren't. I was just saying that it's just, you know. It, it would the, the love was always there. I yeah, mean, it's we, just complicated yeah. the situation a little no. bit more. <laughs> I just know more. I mean, it's just yeah, yeah. And th- I think we even had this interaction when you visited me at work. Like, I think people would be shocked if they didn't listen to this podcast and knew the type of shit that we discussed. <laughs> I think I don't think they could look at either of us uh, no. particularly in the eye. But Dad, we've reached the uh, the question section of this podcast, and another week, another opportunity for uh, Erskine to keep it going. I mean, granted, we have this tournament later that's also going to be helping him get back to the top, but Erskine still has to prove himself on the gridiron. I think he's getting a little burned out, quite honestly. I think we all are. <laughs> I mean, he's played a lot of ball. I mean, he, that's true. I think he's going to get some arm fatigue. Yeah, he. I, I'm surprised he hasn't already like torn. He probably needs like Tommy John's for the considering that he just <laughs> throws a deep ball every fucking time. Yeah, right. I think he only throws like 15 in uh, in yard routes and then just deep balls. Yeah, he so. just throws bombs. It's yeah, just, post bombs. Yeah, but hey, I mean that's just the quarterback that he is. When you have the arm strength, you got to be able to wing it out sometimes. <laughs> Uh, but let's see if we can get a couple points on the board to help him in case you know he gets any sort of arm injury in the case of uh, in the case of this game. So first up on three lies and a truth, deceased actor Robin Williams was a noted fan of Evangelion and even included an Evangelion action figure in his film One Hour Photo. Entry number two. In a 2019 interview, director Anno said that Evangelion 1.0 was completed as a cash grab, but he was inspired to do more with the franchise after its release. Entry number three. While in Japan, uh, 1.0 is held in high regard as a reimagining of the series. Oh, sorry. Outside of Japan, it's highly regarded as a reimagining of the series. But inside of his own home country, it is maligned and considered a misstep in Anno's filmography. And then finally, director Anno, who grew up without a father, has stated that the uh, character of Gendo was his way of imagining what his father would be like if he had stayed in his life. Dad, off the flip, what do you think is a lie? Mm. Um... I don't think the Robin Williams one's true. You don't like that one in? Nah, yeah. That's it? That was the truth. Oh, yeah. my gosh. One hour photo, he takes out, it's uh, an action figure of one of the the uh, the white angels that come down at the end of Evangelion, the ones with like wings and the, yeah, the ones that eat Asuka. That's just one of the things. And he explains like, oh, this is, I, he, I think he calls it Evangelion. So he says like a weird way, but yeah, that's. I remember that, that movie. Really? Sort of like a. I think he's a pedophile. <laughs> I don't think he's a pedophile, but he's a murder. I mean, he 
basically. Well, doesn't he find child porn on the uh, on the it, thing? Yeah, it could be. I don't know. I can't remember either. I can't remember if I he just likes know he's it. Sort or of a psychopath. Yeah, he's a weirdo. He's got yeah. that like blonde hair and those little glasses. I mean, Robin Williams didn't have too many great dramatic roles, and the ones that he like missed on were huge misses. But you know, Goodwill Hunting, unimpeachable. Nah, that's that's. What do you think is the best Robin Williams movie? Flubber. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um that one's pretty high up there. Jumanji's good. Uh Dead Poets. Yeah. Well Dead Poets has like you you weep yeah, with yeah. Dead Poets, dude. Yeah, that uh yeah, I, I had an emotional attachment to that movie for some strange reason. Nothing to do with me being a writer. No. no, I mean, just, well, it kept <laughs> or wanting away. to kill no, myself. The, the time I just remember one time I had to stay over in Pennsylvania in a hotel, and I ended up watching this movie. And for some reason, it just like I remember sitting on my freaking hotel bed just sobbing. Yeah. Like, at the end, it was just like, oh my god. Oh, I mean, it's an incredibly sad movie. I mean, I've watched it since, and it doesn't have the same impact for me. I don't know what it was that day, but yeah, you had one too many bourbons. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might have been drunk out of my mind. Yeah, I don't remember. You, were, you were fucked up and you know, full off a steak dinner. You just had a lot of shit in you and needed to get it out. Uh, so dad, you know, we're back at where you paying attention. You're not going to get those three points, but Erskine still has a chance to, uh, cement his place, not only in the USFL, but in the, in our hearts <laughs> as the best quarterback in the league. Uh, so why don't we just send this over to our co-hosts and maybe get this one started. Sound good to you, dad? Yep. Alrighty, Joe. Hit, Hit him, him with, with those, those horns. horns. Welcome inside the Zoom broadcast booth, everybody. I'm Joe Cook. And to my left, I'm joined by Cliff Jockage. Cliff! What's up, Joe? Hey there, buddy. Good to see ya. And together, we're coming to you live from Protective Stadium in downtown Birmingham, Alabama. We're anticipating a great game between the undefeated Birmingham Breastfeeders and the Tampa Bay Bandits. We're disgraced Pooper Bowl champion Patrick Vanellitainer Skines looking to put on a show for his father in the crowd. But he'll have to beat out the Breastfeeders disruptor in the secondary, Gucci. Dress my balls in designer, Sakatori. Back to you, Drew. Thanks, Joe. Wow. So your dad is at the game, I guess? That's... Yeah, he's out there. <laughs> wow. I, I hope he's not going to, you know, you know, yell at you or chastise you. I don't even know if he particularly supports your football playing. Well, I have a complication with complicated relationship with my father. If I remember correctly, you fucked his mistress? Uh, what? what? I'm almost positive that was talked about during the uh, during the intervention where, like, you also hooked up with the woman that... Your dad was cheating on your mom with, which is like a porn plot, which is kind of dope. But also, you know, that that's a super complicated situation to get in. So I don't know if that's going to bleed over. Maybe we have to talk to old Mr. Uh, Mr. Erskine himself a little bit later. You're right. Uh, so first up, let's just get this game rolling and we'll, we'll maybe talk to <laughs> old man Patrick later or old man Erskine. Uh, so question number one, what is Misato's license plate? Is it A, 63366, B, 1299, C, 3310, or D, 4450? Hmm. Probably should know this because you like to pick out license plates, but. I do. I'm a big license plate guy. Uh, I'm going to go with D. D, 4450? Yeah. All righty, Joe. What's going to happen? Drew! Erskine has secured himself another 10-day contract after notching his second USFL win. And to cheer him on, Patrick's old man has flown in from Slovenia to show support for his son. But after that first drive and a fumble out of bounds on third, it looks like Patrick's dad isn't too proud or impressed with his son's erratic behavior on and off the field. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that would also be kind of hard. Dad, if you knew that I did half the shit that Patrick did, would you even be able to talk to me? 
if I was getting like naked at fucking Caesar's Palace and make, well, I guess making sex tapes would just be an OnlyFans thing. If I was Patrick, what would you do? If you were playing football. <laughs> yeah, if I was a superstar quarterback, would you love me? Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm glad that, I, you know. I'm... I mean, Patrick's, you know, he's not killing anybody. He just, you know, likes the ladies. He's drinks a little bit too much, but, you yeah. know. Well, he he does put his, his protégés. He's got a in... laser arm, so, I mean. <laughs> he's got, he got his protégé. taint. <laughs> <laughs> a really tasty taint, yeah. But he also fucked his protege and got him super gonorrhea. So there's a couple of things that Erskine maybe needs to atone for. And uh, I don't think his dad is going to reprimand him enough for it. But, Dad, we got to keep going. Question number two. How many minutes late is Misato in Shinji when they re- uh, reach the geo front? Is it A, 10 minutes, B, 12 minutes, C, 15 minutes, or D, 20 minutes? Uh, I believe it was B, 12 minutes. B, 12 minutes? Yeah. All righty, Joe. What's going on? Drew, we're here in the second quarter, and the bandits are lined up in there. Get in the fucking robot package. Patrick dropped back. He's looking downfield. He points. Now he's going to let this one loose. And Erskine delivers it perfectly to the postman. Finney Smith can't trust my wife, Tenenbaum. Coming down with the pass in stride for a huge first down. Yeah. Wow, Finney Smith can't trust my wife Tenenbaum. That's a bad place to be in. Your, <laughs> that's a bad place to be in your marriage. So I, I hope maybe the touchdown he could. Well, the reception maybe makes him feel better because he didn't get the touchdown. But we can on this third question. So question number three: What apartment number is Ray's room? Is it A twenty or two hundred eighty-three, B one hundred seven, uh, C three nineteen, or D four hundred two? Hmm. Don't know. I'm gonna say A two eight three. 283? Yeah. All right, Joe, what's going to happen before we go to halftime? Drew, we're almost at the break, and Patrick's lined up, uh, and he's looking to score one more time in his Why Won't You Love Me Dad package. Or he's going to snap. Another play action. He's rolling right. He jokes out the blazing defender, but he's stripped from behind. Joshua, obese, but my cock fat Condoleezza, scooping up the ball and running in the other direction for a back-breaking Birmingham <laughs> touchdown. Oh, no. Fuck, dude. Joshua, yeah. obese, but my cock fat Condoleezza, <laughs> got you, uh, got you slipping. And he ran that bitch back for a touchdown. So you're down, heading into halftime. I don't know how you feel, but I'm sure your fucking dad is a... Uh, I told you, I'm, you know, I'm a little burned out. I guess so. I mean, you can only play so many weeks of football before there is like a, you know, a nosedive. I mean, this is summertime. Or it's, <laughs> uh, you know, it's Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, I mean... Patrick thought he was going to get like a three-day weekend here, you know? I mean, I mean, he still is, but... Yeah, I guess... He's got his mind on other things. I mean, and his dad's here, and, you know, it's complicated. Yeah, he, he feels really insecure about his yeah. play right now. And I'm sure we, we could probably ask him, because it looks like Mr. Erskine is actually walking into the tunnel and heading to his locker room. he has issues, for sure. As we've said before, I think everybody does. Probably, I mean, I bet even, uh, you know... I bet fucking Joe and Cliff are <laughs> got some issues too, and maybe we'll ask him later. But uh, Joe, why don't you go ask some questions of our uh, superstar quarterback down there? Alrighty, Patrick, uh, how do you feel about what's going on? Do you uh, think that your dad is impeding your play? Yeah, he might be. You know, my dad was never really that supportive of my football playing, and um, now he's actually become a fan. And I feel bad that you know I'm not playing into my usual standards, but hey, you know. You can't win them all. <laughs> Sounds like you're already giving up there, buddy. Uh, actually, oh, it looks like your uh, father is coming to the locker room right now. Mr. Erskine, hello, welcome. Uh, I'm glad you made it to Slova- or made it to America safely. Uh, would you like to say anything about your uh, your son? Patrick, what are you doing, you stupid ass? You f- <laughs> Why can't you even play, even make the simplest touchdown pass? Wow, um, that was that was that was a lot more aggressive than I thought it was going to be. Uh, Patrick, are you are you going to be okay with your dad chastising you in such a way? Dad, 
what are you doing, man? I thought we had freaking, you know, worked out our freaking problems, and you, you think I'm a star. No, you're not a star today, you stupid ass. Yeah, I, I just want to remind you, Patrick, that you did also fuck his mistress. Is there anything you want to comment on that? Is that okay with uh, you, Mr. Erskine? Were you able to move past that, or is that something you still worry about? No, I don't, because I have, you know, I've replaced that. But, you know, you know, if Patrick has any designs on my new girlfriend, I... Yeah, Are you we, still not married? Of course not. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so, wait a minute. <laughs> jo- I mean, uh, Joe, can you ask him if uh, they're divorced? Yes, we are divorced. Uh, Patrick, uh, do you have anything to say about your, your parents' recent divorce? I didn't know this was the case, man. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Oh. God, why? <laughs> wow, this is some family drama in Erskine House, dude. This locker room probably can't handle all the emotions right now. We, we got to send this back to the game, dude. I think Patrick's going to probably dunk his head in the ice bath and maybe not come back up for air in, the, in a dolphin-esque way. But uh, before we jump back, let's do a little quiz, uh, Cliff's questions, just because we haven't heard from him today. So, Cliff, are you uh, training to uh, actually make it onto a team? How's your uh, How's your uh, attempt as at this point? Yeah, I'm still working on it. You know, uh, it's it's got to do a lot with the you know my contract and you know you mean your the... your broadcasting contract? No, no, my football contract. What? Oh uh, yeah. What do you I mean? I told you, you I'm coming back. You don't have. Who are you signed with? Well, that's the problem. <laughs> How do you have a contract and not be fucking? Signed I don't to a have team? a contract. That's why I, I I need to make a certain you know you know I have to have a contract for a certain amount of money, and nobody seems to really want to pay me, and I don't understand it. You have about as good a chance of getting signed as Kaepernick. So I, I good luck with finding anybody who wants to give you, uh, let alone a million dollars, maybe even ten. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I have a few tryouts. Well, uh, I'm sure we'll hear all about that in the in- upcoming weeks. If you can actually uh, throw any more than 35 yards. But, hey, yeah. <laughs> Let's get this game back going. Yeah, that sounds good to me, Joe. Uh, I think everyone's a little fucked up. Um, so, Dad, let's let's do the next question here. Uh, so, question number four. What number angel is Ramiel? The, uh, the triangle thing. Is A, 2, B, 4, C, 6, or D, 8? Uh, I think it's B. B? Alrighty, Joe. Let him hear it. Drew, it's the start of the second half, and the Bandits have come up short again. And it appears that he uh, actually got a stinger on his uh, throwing armor on that failed third down, which is too bad, because it seems like the all-female staff that he's uh, hired to attend to his injuries is actually up in the stands with Mr. Erskine and... uh, Oh, it's the kiss cam! Oh, oh, wow, they're not kissing him. (laughs) Somebody turn the camera away. (laughs) I think think your dad just got flated on the Uh, kiss cam uh, by your staff? The, the, these what? women that you're paying, your all-female staff, is blowing your dad. Did you make them do that, Erskine? No. <laughs> you didn't pimp out your fucking yeah. your trainers? I don't know. That That's a bad look if they're also just letting you have this injury on your arm that you just hurt yourself with. <laughs> which you kind of called, which is fucking crazy. But yeah, it is what it is. Uh, question number five. How many armor belts must Ramiel drill through to penetrate the geofront? Is A, 22, B, 25, C, 30, or D, 43? <laughs> wow, this is going from bad to worse. <laughs> um, I'm going to say B. B? 25? Yeah. yeah. righty, Joe. Let him hear it. Drew, we're almost close out in this third quarter, and the Bandits are looking to do the same, and they're roomies with a penguin package. Pusher takes a snap. Fake pitch left. Now he's going to roll right. Now he squares up his shoulders, and Ramos wins this outfield. Oh, but he throws it right to the hands of the safety. Go-Go adopted an alligator as my son Forsyth. Making Erskine look stupid with another miraculous pick. And the breastfeeders are coming back on offense. Wow. 
They're gonna they're gonna go up fourteen to zero, Dad. Yeah. And I think this is fucking Dunzo, dude. I think this ten day contract this is, is just way. There's too many things going on. I just found out, you know. <laughs> yeah, your your parents are divorced. Yeah, exactly. Your training staff is sucking your dad's dick in the fucking crowd. It's it's gotten ugly. I can't believe your uh, your dad just... out uh, promiscuous freaking Patrick. He's <laughs> he he apparently has the libido in the family, and you're just the one who's shitting on the field. <laughs> Dad, let's just let's just end this game. Let's just get the last one out of the way. Question number six: What time are Ray and Shinji supposed to arrive at Fudagoyama Mountain for Operation Yashima? Is it uh, A twenty oh five, B twenty thirty, C twenty one hundred hours, or D twenty one twenty five? I'm gonna say C twenty one hundred. C twenty one hundred. Yeah. All righty, Joe. How's this game gonna end, Drew? It's the closing minute of the fourth quarter, and the bandits are lined up in there. Can't believe this is a tetralogy package. Urs gonna take the snap. He drops back. He's standing tall in the pocket. Now he's gonna go for it all. But Patrick puts another dunk up in the air, and the defense is gonna capitalize. <laughs> John Jeremiah slept with my pastor petri dish, taking this one back for an emphatic turnover touchdown. <laughs> wow, I don't think you've received a beating this bad nah, since like pre-playoffs. This is this is a big goose egg for Patrick. Uh, the Cliff. Uh, how would you uh, how would you grade this performance for uh, Patrick? This is probably the best game I've seen. <laughs> You're a hater. Because, That's not true. <laughs> because it's basically exposed Patrick for what he is. Wow. You you just can't uh, you just can't accept anybody being happy at all. You just want his downfall. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Who hey. did he hurt you? Who was he mean to you? What happened? No, I'm just jealous. <laughs> you say the inside part outside all the time. I don't understand. You're, you're just so open. <laughs> uh, well, I guess final question: uh, How's your uh, how's your relationship with your dad there, Cliff? Oh, we 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 have a great relationship. Is that true? Well, I'm not sure, but I mean, <laughs> what do you mean you're not sure? I want to believe that we do. Do you know him? Uh, well, it's up in the air. I'm not. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know his heart, yeah. but uh, yeah, I guess I've seen yeah. him around. Yeah, wow, that's uh, my mom's never really come clean. <laughs> <laughs> never really come either. Oh God! Well, this is uh, one of the sadder games that we played all There's around. Like three different dudes that potentially could be my father, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> fucking. But I don't want to talk about that right now. Yeah, you look vaguely like Patrick Erskine's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh jeez, yeah, you could be uh, you could be Erskine's long lost brother. That'd yeah. be really that would be quite the twist. But dad, we really got to go back to the locker room and maybe uh, it looks like maybe Erskine's dad is going to clean house and take your training staff out of the town and uh, leave you to your own devices. So let's let's jump in that ice bath, uh, have a little more of this wine Gatorade, and play some Would You Rather because <laughs> things are dire at the moment. Uh, so first up on Would You Rather, Would You Rather slap your face, <laughs> slap your father in the face every day until the day they die. Or live on the moon with clones of yourself. Wow. I'll say the clone thing, you can clone as many people as you want, but you have to have at least two at all times. You have to have at least two versions of yourself on the moon at all times. And I'll say with the slap thing, you got to slap. I, you know, you'd have to slap your dad as hard as you fucking can. And I would do the same to you. <laughs> I would put you down, old man. Why would you want to slap me? I wouldn't, but it's more just like, you know, I wouldn't really want to be on the moon by myself either. It's more like the the lesser of two evils. And I think I would probably let you slap me back. I would let you test your Um, I mean, it might be fun to be on the moon. Who knows? <laughs> it might be fun to slap my dad. I think that would be 
like the most honorable way for you to die is for you to be uh, taking my my hard right hand across your face and I just slap you into oblivion. Because <laughs> that's probably the way that I would want to die. I don't want to like go out in my sleep or like die of some fucking heart disease. Like I want my son to put me down. I want him if I ever have one to slap the shit out of him, Will Smith style. Yeah, I don't. I no, I'm not gonna do that. So you're gonna go on the moon? Sure, why not? Okay, so are you? You're never gonna. You're just gonna hang out with them. You're never gonna hook up with yourself. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> you wouldn't even get a hand job from yourself no, if you close your eyes. No. Be like, hey, let's yeah. just do ourselves a favor. Well, it's not. Shit. I mean, if that's the case, I could do that myself. <laughs> I understand, but like, you maybe you just want to have you know hands up. You want to recline on the moon, and someone just like squeezes out of you yourself. You're technically doing it yourself. Yeah, dude. I there's this new uh, the time traveler's wife. Uh, series on HBO. Yeah, and have you watched any of that show? A uh, little bit. There's a scene in that, and I have. I've only seen the scene. But the time traveler guy goes back in time to a, a younger version of himself, maybe. But he's like he sucks his own dick in the show. There's a scene where <laughs> the guy goes back in time, sucks his own dick, and his dad walks in on him doing it. Let me. Uh, I want. I want to find this dude. Time traveler's wife blowjob. Because I mean, that's a that's a. I wonder what the writing's uh, writer room was like. It's like, all right, you know what? We need to show like this weird paradoxical relationship with himself. Maybe he should give himself head. Yeah, there's um, there's some kind of. I don't know if it's on YouTube, but I remember um, somebody playing, and it was um, Back to the Future. Mm -hmm. And it was like Marty keeps going back and banging his mother. <laughs> and then <laughs> what? He, yeah. And then it's just like they have a like he goes back and he finds himself and then they have having a threesome and he's like and then you know what's this the professor's like yeah. Marty what <laughs> you gotta no you can't be having a threesome. This is oh Jesus a little loud. But here's the fucking scene. <laughs> the both of them say his name and then he's what just looking at him oh, no. i think that's one of the more inexplicable choices uh i've ever seen dad, on dad! <laughs> <laughs> so much worse than like any other thing you could possibly be doing just giving yourself head even if you're just if you just walked into a room and saw me blowing myself i think i think we would probably not be able to talk to each other <laughs> Also, yeah. it'd be super impressive yeah. if I could like blow myself. Yeah, well, just the fact that I'd see two of you would just you know be enough to you know yeah. freak me out. But then, yeah, that both that of our dicks too. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be one big shock. Yeah, I I I think that's my favorite scene in TV ever. But I think I might also do the moon thing. I'm I'm pretty sure I'd be decent company. I don't really want to slap you in the face. I I would never want to lay a hand on you. I'll be honest. So that's cool by me. I'll maybe get a I'll get a pity hand job for myself. Let on me see if this is the one that's college humor. Oh yeah, love those guys. Classic from uh, the Jake and Amir series was one of my favorites from them. I don't know what it is, but for some reason. When I kiss you, it's like I'm kissing my brother. <laughs> Believe me, it makes perfect sense. It just feels wrong. And yet, so right. <laughs> what do you mean you had sex with your own mother? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Marty! She's a lot younger, it's not what it sounds like. I, I don't even understand how you're still here! Surely you must have undone something. Unless... Yes! Yes, we can still fix this! We just have to send you back to stop the sex from ever happening! <laughs> oh! 
God, you're a genius! <laughs> and yet... So right. Oh. Wait. Marty. <laughs> you can't go through with this. There's two of you? Oh my God. <laughs> you had a three-way? And you Hey man, I'm not that bad looking, and it's not gay. Oh I'm no, no, I, I don't want to hear this. Yeah, I enjoyed that quite a bit. I think that's that's essentially maybe the the thing they watched. The writers' room of the time traveler's wife must have watched that before they uh, wrote that into the thing. But what's the uh, we got the next one up on here? Would you rather for uh, anytime you pass a school, you have to start a fight with a child or live with a new wild animal each day? So. <laughs> We're not protecting kids in this country anyways, so you could probably get away with fighting one of them each day if you were to pass to school on the way to work. You could probably just, like, kick him in the face. No, you cannot. I mean... I mean, if... What? Were the cops going to save these kids? No. <laughs> They're on their fucking own. And you can you can <laughs> definitely lay a slack down. You could probably slap the kid and get away with it. Because what do you want to live with a wild animal? One day it's going to be a raccoon, the next day it's a freaking Bengal tiger? Hell no. Well, I mean, you know... It doesn't have to be a Bengal tiger. It's it'll eventually be one. How do you know? I made the question. <laughs> this is my mind. This whole fucking thing is my idea. So each day it's a new wild animal, and one of the days it's gonna be a Bengal. Yeah, tiger. Yeah, well, I'll just have to stay in my room that day, man. When the Bengal tiger's out there, and sort of for a whole day. Sure. That's tough. I mean, you just want to get a snack. You have to avoid the freaking tiger, like in the Hangover or something. Yeah. Because what you just you don't want to start a fight uh, with a kid. I trick him outside and then shut the door. <laughs> you have like a big steak on a you know <laughs> yeah, big exactly. fishing pole. I'll have all these you know yeah things set up so in case you know a meat something... locker in your yeah, room exactly. Yeah, I don't think mom would let that pass for you have a meat locker in there, but it <laughs> well, might be necessary. We're introducing wild animals every day. I think you know she'll have to make an exception. Hmm. It might be really inspiring for her painting. She would just be able to paint all these exotic animals. I think actually that could have some benefit for our family to have all these you know different types of animals around. Because one day it'll be like some farm people. It'll be an otter, maybe. It could be really cute. And then one day it's like really bad. <laughs> but yeah, as much as I, um, <laughs> as much as I think that no one is going to protect the kids in this country, I also don't want to be a danger to them. So I'm probably not going to do the uh, the pass a school thing. Uh, so yeah, I'm fuck it, dude. I'm I'm letting the animals in. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, speaking of letting the animals in, uh, we're at uh, bit skits and sequels ideas. Ghibli all grown up. Was there uh, anything you wanted to bring up before we do the thing that I <laughs> thought we were going to do? No. All right, cool. Just like always. <laughs> uh, so my idea was just the riff on the animal roommate thing. I just thought that would be funny to uh, dive a little deeper on and maybe have some fun with. Does that sound uh, easy enough for you to, you know, yeah. imagine? Sure. All right, perfect. Well, let me uh, let me set up a little timer here. All righty. So three, two, one. So imagine it's like first day of college. You're you're getting into like this big uh, auditorium and stuff like that. People are handing you like pamphlets like, oh, here you go, honey. Uh, you can just like find your seat up there and uh, the, the, the orientation will start pretty soon. Um, so you fucking go up there and, you know, get seated next to a bunch of people. Hey, man, what's up? I'm, uh, I'm Tim. It's nice to meet you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay, dude. You're just a little nervous on your first day. I mean... Uh, I mean, I moved from a completely different state, so I, I, I just wanted to, you know, reach out and be able to actually talk to someone and not be a complete loser in college. Yeah, right. Hey, what's, you know, this is, this is exciting. I, I mean, you know, my first day in college. 
Yeah, man, this is a uh, this is a dream come true. I thought I was never gonna get out of high school after I, uh, you know, almost killed that cheerleader. Oh wait, oh, the, the, the auditorium starts. Hello, everybody. I'm uh, I, I'm Dean Williams, and I want to welcome you to uh, to Freak Show University. Uh, <laughs> we're uh, we're so happy to have you here, and uh, I imagine that you're gonna have a, a really magical four years. But for all of our new students uh, assembled here today, I want you to look around and uh, see that. Uh, there's a there's a collection of people that you might not recognize or uh, be familiar with, and uh, that might be the uh, the the chimpanzee next to you, or the the emu across the room, or the the rhinoceros in the corner. Uh, we have a special university, everybody. I uh, I don't think you uh, should be surprised by this, considering that you've been accepted and are paying tuition. But we uh, we want to include all walks of human life. Uh, we follow Noah's code, and we let everybody in. Uh, so uh, I just want to be able to set the tone and uh, just you know reiterate. Even the dinosaurs. There's no fucking <laughs> no such thing as dinosaurs. We follow the uh, the Bible to a T here, and if you actually bring that shit up again, I'm expelling you. He's like yelling at him from the top of the stage. So uh, yeah, I just uh, also wanted to make it clear that uh, you're not in high school anymore, and uh, you know don't wear that stupid high school shit around. No one's gonna like that. Wow, holy shit, dude! This fucking dean is kind of a hard ass, huh? Wow. I mean, these animals and stuff, man. Yeah, well, I mean, I thought we were just going to, like, a petting zoo, but it looks like it might be one of my roommates. Yeah, I don't know if these are going to be our potential pets or what? Roommates? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I just, either we're going to class to them or we're just living amongst them. This seems like it's a really fucked up situation. What hall are you living in? Um, the, um... I, I... Is it Blueberry Hall? <laughs> yeah, Blueberry. Oh, that's uh... it. I'm, I live there too. Nice. Let's look. Okay. Let's go. Let's go check out our rooms, dude. This everybody's like clearing out the auditorium. So, uh, you know, I, I take a left. It's like, all right, man, I'll, I'll talk to you later. Uh, and I fucking go off and you, you go into your room and you can hear like, oh, oh, oh. what the hell? You fucking push it. There's the room. a chipmunk. <laughs> what are you doing? Hey man, what are you talking about? Just close the door. And the girl like covers up her shirt and like her tits and shit like, like oh my god, what? Who is this? Hey, chill out, honey. It's gonna be okay. We're, we're gonna finish this up. Asshole, get out of here. What the fuck? I'm trying to fucking you know. I'm trying to please this 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 freshman co-ed. Yeah, but you know you're hung like a freaking field mouse. I mean, what the hell? It's average. <laughs> Don't, Don't say average for a field mouse. <laughs> Hey, asshole, you can't, you know, uh, you're cock-blocking me right now. Actually, no, this is, the, I had to leave. I shouldn't have done this. This is the first day. Hey, no, wait, come back. So she fucking runs out of the room and it's like the, the, the chipmunk is like running his, his hands through his hair. Wow. Um, hi. Well, what's up, dude? I can't believe this is how we're going to fucking introduce ourselves. Oh, yeah. What? Are you trying to tell me that you're my roommate? Yeah, dog. I'm, uh, I'm Alan. I'm Alan the Chipmunk. Nice to meet you. I'm sorry that we had to have, you know, this conversation now, and I, I really would have let a, uh, liked to have busted a nut before you, you know, busted in, but here we are. Well, maybe you should put something on the door so that I know what's going on. I don't wear socks, motherfucker. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> you're not very cleanly either. What the hell is with all these freaking peanut shells? Hey, I, I don't have a, a, a freaking, you know, meal plan with a college. You know how expensive it is? Oh, okay, listen, hey, man, listen. What's I'm allergic to peanuts. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I'll keep those nuts out, okay? I'll get some cashews. You're damn right, you keep your nuts out. 
Well, yeah, also because I don't wear pants. So if you're going to get used to my nuts as well. Yeah. I don't want to have this rocky relationship, dude. Like, it's my fucking first year, first year of college. It's your first year of college. We're all trying to get together. Let's, I mean. What are you majoring in? What am I majoring? Foraging? <laughs> <laughs> what are you, a prepper? No, I, I would you're really. Storing pre- food for the freaking zombie apocalypse or something? If anything, I have a, an aspiration to be a park Alley. ranger. I really, I mean, listen, hey, listen. I, I suppose want, you can sing. I kind of can. I mean, I'm I'm part of the uh, actually the the fraternity's choir group. If you didn't know, yeah. But I mean, I have some friends. Listen, hey, I, like I said, I want to be your friend. I don't want to start this off in this crazy situation where we hate each other. I'm going to do this darty. I was supposed to take this girl with me, but obviously she ran off to whatever. Let's go meet my fraternity friends. Like I got my brothers there. We're we're gonna be good, you know. So let's go to this darty. Let's have some fun. Boy, you better keep you know. You're a small dude, man. You know, so take it easy. I don't know how much alcohol you can freaking probably consume, but uh... I can probably drink you under the table and, and fuck you know all night long, dude. You you gotta worry about yourself. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so we we go to this little darty, and I'm like riding on your head, ratatouille style. And just we walk across campus, and I, I see my other chipmunk friends hanging out at this fraternity house. Hey, what's up, <laughs> Timothy? Uh, Sean. Hey, what's up, you guys? I brought this. Uh, I brought my new roommate. Hey, what's up, man? It's nice to meet you. We're uh, are you friends with Alan? Yeah. I wouldn't say friends, but we're we're roommates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. We, we've gotten off probably a little off on the wrong foot, but... Um, this guy tried to cock block me. He came uh, in while I was uh, clapping on, some uh, some cuties cheeks. I mean, you know, I didn't know what was going wait, on. Wait, 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 wait. My my boy was getting his nut and you, you interrupted him? Well, yeah, it was a mistake. I'm sorry. I don't know, but, Alan, you know, that hey, sounds let's like Let's our... have a couple drinks and then, you know, let's, you know, let's try to, you know, let bygones be bygones and... Uh, well, Alan, did you tell him what happens when somebody gets, uh, when somebody's a cockblock? No. <laughs> I actually forgot. That's, uh, that's actually a pretty good point. Hey, uh, buddy. You're gonna have to go through the gauntlet. What? Yeah, you're gonna have to go the through gauntlet. the gauntlet. It's just something we do around here, and, uh, you know, if you want to keep coming to parties... You guys sound like you just rule this place. What, is this chipmunk freaking college... Mm, it, it's Freak Show University. I'm pretty sure the dean said that in the, the commencement speech or uh, during the orientation. But yeah, it's the only place I got accept, accepted to. So, <laughs> damn it. Your test scores must have been ass because I didn't even take a fucking test. They just let me on campus. Yeah. So hey, let's let's start I didn't drinking, even, buddy. Take my SATs. You know, I just applied to the Freak Show, and you know, this is where I'm at. And uh, let's drink. <laughs> wow, boring, dude. Take this fucking shot. So <laughs> we start we start slamming shots. We do the uh, what was the dunkaroo? I do. We make you do a keg stand. We dunk your head in yeah. some water, and freaking Alan ah! slaps you in the face. I shotgun. Yeah, and you can see Alan just like getting drunker and drunker. He shotguns and he's just like douses himself in the the the, the beer that comes down. Woo! College life, baby! Oh wow, Rumi, this is. I didn't think this was gonna be like that, but you're pretty you're pretty cool, man. You, yeah, you, you you are too, man. I mean, I can't believe how much you can drink. Hey, you okay? Oh, oh, Alan, Alan, I, uh, you I okay? Got the hiccups. Oh, oh no, Alan. Oh no, 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 Alan, no, no. All the little chipmunks like run up and like Sean and Sean and Timothy or whatever his name is come up. It's like, hey, no, somebody help Alan. He's dying. 
Someone, hey, the, the roommate, what are you gonna do? Help us! Somebody, you know, needs to do CPR. No, we aren't. We don't have the force. Our little chipmunk hands can't do it. He's, he's way too drunk to be, you know, responding to our touch. You have to do it. Oh, my God. I, all right, I'll try. Wait a minute. I'm just going to, like... Blow into his mouth. Blow into his mouth. <laughs> oh, Alan pukes shit. in your fucking face. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. You're uh, Alan. <gasps> are you okay? I think I saved you. I feel like a new chipmunk, baby. Oh, Holy oh, shit, yeah. I just saw the light. Guys, another round of drinks on me. Oh, Turn that music up. I want to freaking, you know, chill out a little, buddy. Nah, I feel like a song coming on. Let's get this car going, boys. Party Rock is in the house tonight. <laughs> yeah, we, we could call it there. <laughs> you know, Alan being resuscitated at a darty by his roommate. Oh my gosh, I did CPR on a chipmunk. That's crazy. Well, uh, you did it pretty quickly. I mean, you only yeah. did the two pumps, and he yeah. just—he probably needed to be burped more than anything. Yeah, I with think the he, hiccups. Yeah, he's just a little bloated. A little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happens, dude. If you're drinking a bunch of yeah, beer, yeah, shotgun. You know, you get that big burp that's gonna come out after. Yeah, either Took that or you're gonna, Yeah, you're gonna feel like shit all day if you don't yeah. get that burp out. So that was that was a decent bit. At least we had some uh, some fun being, you know, I had fun being chipmunks, I guess. Uh, but dad, you know, whether that was one of our best bits, let's see if one of the, this movie gets on any of our best for our best lists. So the first one up uh, and the only one I have is best first movie in a tetralogy. And I don't think Eva has a chance, but I'll just name out the thing. Uh, does 1.0 or 1.11 beat out Toy Story, Shrek, Alien or Indiana Jones? Hell no. No, no. No, not even fucking close. Not even close. I was looking through uh, the Tetralogy films, and I was really surprised at like what movies did have four movies. Alvin of the Chipmunks is one of them. Four movies for that. 2007, 09, 11, and 2015. Hunger Games, Hotel Transylvania, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Like, movies that have no fucking right to have four movies. Diaries of, Diary of a Wimpy Kid had, had four? four movies. Yeah. It, it, it was 2010, 2011, 2012, and then five years later in 2017. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. I mean, the most... They had, like, John Wick. The Matrix was technically something that should have stayed a trilogy uh, because the new one was pretty bad. But uh, it wasn't, like, awful. How did you feel about the new Matrix? Have we talked about this before? Did you think it was all right? It was just all right. Yeah. Indiana Jones should have definitely just been a I trilogy. I mean, I thought it was going to really suck hard, but, I mean... I sort of, you know, it, yeah. was, it was worth watching, I guess. That's there was some information in between that was missing. Like anything about Injaku or whatever the freaking bird is. Like that character sort of came out of nowhere. <laughs> Nick Jonas's wife, her whole character is just fucking yeah. out of nowhere. But yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it's definitely not one of the best ones at all. No. For sure. Eva, Eva didn't have a chance. And I don't think, uh, as we do the best sequel, best trilogy sequel, and then best tetralogy, I don't know if any of these movies are going to get on, but we got to still dig deep into uh, these these series. So I have uh, the next thing up for us is this Celebrity Deathmatch round one. Right. So, Dad, for the first uh, for the first part of this round one, I think we're going to do one half of the, uh, the seeds, and then the next week we'll do the other uh, one through 16. Okay. Um, so... Here we are, Celebrity Deathmatch Tournament, round one. Get you in the fighting mood. <laughs> A strong gong really gets the blood yeah. pumping. So, Dad, first one up on Celebrity Deathmatch, we have Steven Yoon with uh, baby hands and Wolverine claws 
versus Danny DeVito, who is invisible with a bomb strapped to his chest. <laughs> so this is something that we've been kind of talking about for the last couple weeks, where it seems possible that DeVito could just null and void this whole fucking thing if he gets close and blows him up. The second seed would just kind of move on and, you know, it would eliminate the whole one seed completely. Yeah. So that's that's the fear. Do you think the invisibility thing will be just enough for him to get close? Or what? Well, this is actually something that I just thought of. If he has Wolverine claws, if Steven Yeun has Wolverine claws, does that mean he has an animanium skeleton? Uh, Because if he does, I think he would probably survive, right? Well, yeah, because, well, yeah, if he's sort of, if he's like Wolverine, he can sort of regenerate, can he? Yeah, that's true. Wow. Steven Yoon is kind of OP then. Because I think if he would probably take the explosion, and then it would probably take him a little time to recover, but he would probably get through that. If he has an animanium skeleton, he wouldn't be able to, like, you just wouldn't die. He would be protected by it. <laughs> Yeah, well, this just adds a whole new thing to him, though. Because mm. then it's going to make him hard to, to beat, period. Well, there's some of these people who are, like, really, really fucking dangerous. So maybe that... Because uh, someone, like... Um, but the thing of it is, is, like, he could knock him out for the, the round. You know what I mean? In a sense, like, he can sort of regenerate, but it doesn't necessarily happen immediately. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he would probably have a week in between his fights. So he has seven <laughs> days to regenerate. <laughs> So I think if we're saying that Yoon has an animandium skeleton, which makes up his claws, I think he's going to survive the the suicide bombing caused by Danny Because we don't even know the size of the bomb that DeVito's got on his chest either. We're not really sure. Uh, let's say it's a standard suicide bomber fucking setup. Like, yeah. It's not like a nuke is strapped to his chest or anything like that. He's like a <laughs> tactical nuke on his fucking yeah. nipple. I think I think Yoon is going to go. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking that Yoon's going to be able to prevail. Wow. That's uh, that's not something that I anticipated because truly I thought I thought that DeVito was going to be able to get it through. I thought he was just going to null and void this whole fucking thing, but it seems like uh, it seems like Yoon is maybe more of a powerhouse. He was your number one pick after all, so yes. he was quite yeah. good. Yeah. So good on you. Uh, Team Petra gets a win on that one. <laughs> so next up is uh, the two seed versus the 15th seed. Uh, the first one up, I have Zach Efron who is stoned out of his mind and he has a lightsaber uh, versus Little Wayne, who has uh, the Scorpion King body, but he has a seizure every five minutes. I think it's Zach's the going to take him down. Yeah, I don't think uh, because the time limit thing, I think in that amount of time, Zach can slice him and dice him. Yeah. Even if he gets his hands on him and like starts well, to crush him. Well, he just needs to, you know, keep his distance. And then within five minutes, Little Wayne's going to have what? A seizure? And at that point, <laughs> yeah, Zach just runs away yeah. for five minutes. He yeah. runs in a circle. Yeah, he just plays the you know the rope a dope thing. And then uh, I want to look at the Scorpion King body a little bit more before I'm just like you know okay with with Zach Efron gunning the win there. So Scorpion King body because I'm maybe the the legs of that could just like pierce him or the claws. Well, he has the the stinger that you know he can whip in front and. Yeah, this is um, this is the body right here. He's got the stinger. He's got the claws. He's got the freaking. Yeah. I think if Little Wayne bum rushes him, 
Yeah, but he has a lightsaber, so. But let's, I mean, even if he has a lightsaber, he could take off an arm, but is the stinger just going to be the following thing that comes down and impales him? I guess it all depends on how proficient He's fucking Zach high. Is with, oh, he's high? He's super high. Oh, His reflexes are damaged. About that. Yeah, it's not like he just has a lightsaber and he gets to be Jack Efron. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Efron instead of Zach. I, uh, this, this, now that I see the, the Scorpion King body, I think he could lose an arm the thing and is, still is win. Little Wayne has to, you know, come out strong yeah. and immediately. Aggressive. Yeah, and go right after him. Because well, he otherwise, probably... if he goes into a freaking, if he has this uh, seizure or whatever, mm-hmm. he's he, that's not going to be good for him. I, th- I almost want to say that Little Wayne would be able to get him. <laughs> Just because I don't think, I mean, even if Zac Efron gets, like, a leg, if he straight up slices him, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Like, do you really think Zac Efron's going to have the Jedi training? Uh, I think he's just a dude with a lightsaber who's fucked up. I don't think he has the the sword fighting ability. I don't think he's ever been in a movie either that's, like, trained him in swordplay. Yeah. This, maybe we have to go for the coin toss. I'm, I'm okay with that. Are we, should we, yeah, send it over to Alexa? Yeah, because, I mean, what, Zach's, like, heads Wayne's tails. Wayne's tails? Yeah, because okay. he's got the tail. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> he has, uh, Zach Everyone has a head high, and yeah. Because Lil there's definitely a, a scenario where little Wayne, I mean, he could, you know, get a, a good shot in with his tail or whatever, mm-hmm. the, you know, the stinger. Or Zach could freaking, you know, slice, slice him off and a dice cube him. of things and then, you know, outlast them so mm-hmm. it's like who gets the you know the lucky shot so mm-hmm. all right alexa can you flip a coin for us i flipped a coin and got heads oh wow zach efron doesn't matter if he's smoking sativa or indica dude that man is ready to go here's what i found according to wikipedia zachary david alexander efron is an american actor and singer <laughs> stop <Yeah>. stop <laughs> stop i don't care he won prominence in the late 2000s for his you. leading we role didn't, as no, troy bolts in the ask. high school no. <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm glad we got his backstory Jeez. after he got the win uh but yeah zachary blah 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 efron is going to come away with the win there which was I- i'm a little surprised i really think little wayne had the ambition and maybe the clear head because he's not fucked up off lean yeah. i thought he was going to have the skills to do it but the lightsaber prevails yeah it's just too strong of a weapon it's pretty much yeah that's a deadly weapon truly i mean you can slice through anything but i don't know can they, any you know mortal you know use the i guess finn I technically was like not a jedi but he used a lightsaber yeah so I- it's it's plausible Isn't that controversial well, they should have made him a Jedi. The, the fact that they didn't, you know, utilize Finn just proves that nobody knows what they're doing in the Star Wars world. But, you know, other story, other time. Yeah. Uh, next up, number three seed versus the number 14th seed. We have Scarlett Johansson, who can control the weather, but she's in the body of a dog. And I think you told me that you want her to be in the body of a Doberman pincer. <laughs> and uh, her opponent is Paul McCartney with a team of carnies, but he's uh, slowly floating away. I... Okay. <laughs> like an up? Like, is he holding balloons or something? Yeah, I think it's almost like uh, in Willy Wonka where they have to, like, burp to be able to, like, slowly float down. He he has something like that. He can slowly, like, lower himself. He can make himself burp. But otherwise, he's going to float away. <laughs> make himself burp. Okay. So, ScarJo, as this freaking dog controlling the weather. If it's a Doberman pincer, that's a pretty fast dog. It's an athletic dog. So, I think it's going to maybe... a. Avoid the oh, carnies. Oh, but this is the thing. 
<clears throat> Paul McCartney's floating, but she can control the weather. Yeah, yeah. So she can do something to push him back down. Like she can, he, she can cause wind to. No, I I knew, I knew that was going to happen. I you had brought that up, and I was like waiting for it to resurface, and I'm I'm trying to think it out because he can might get blown away, but would he necessarily die though? He's just he's still floating. No, but he's he he basically comes into the reach of ScarJo, who's a Doberman, yeah, and she just you know rips him apart. Well, what about all the the five or six carnies are going to come and beat the shit out of this fucking dog? Yeah, well with the bats. carnies are freaking they're scared as shit of, of the a dog. Doberman. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Those people are like those people what, are hard. The bearded lady, maybe. I mean, they don't have to all, all necessarily be freak show people too. They could just be like, <laughs> you know, run of the mill carnies. But I like the freak I mean, show. We people. got a picture here. I mean, who's the freaks? Oh yeah, we do technically have a freak show. There's a monkey. Um, okay, let's say the monkey's part of the team. You pick. You pick five people off that bottle who are just going to uh, be fighting with Paul I can't McCartney. Tell. I mean, they're they're not the strong really... man in the middle. Let's say yeah, that strong man. The monkey. Yeah. Who else we got on there? Uh, they don't look like freaks, actually. <laughs> they all look like normal people yeah, from like the looks 20s. Yeah, like, uh, it looks like the, the cover of Freaks. All right, well, the bearded lady could be on there. Uh, who? Sergeant the, Peppers or something. You know? Let's say the guy with claws, he'll always be there. And let's say the Wolfman. Those are the five teams. The guy who has hypertrichosis. Oh, yeah, the dog-faced boy. Yep, okay, he's on there. Oh, dog-faced boy against the Doberman. Ooh, yeah. that's, uh, that's dog on dog crime. Yeah. I still think if she's able to control the weather, once she brings in a freaking storm cloud and hits him with a lightning bolt, like, I think it's a, it's done. Yeah. She could summon a freaking typhoon. Too. Yeah, she's got all kinds. She's going to be tough. Yeah. And she could run, too. Like, if she's, like, running away, being a fast dog, like, she can just, like, drop a thing or hit Paul out of the air and incinerate him. Yeah. So I think I think this is a pretty easy win for ScarJo. She probably whips him up in the air and, like, hits him with a lightning bolt and he just falls to earth. Yeah. And then the rest of the carnies just sort of dissipate because they don't really want to yeah. fight a dog. Well, she, yeah, she can throw a tornado at him or something and then suck up Paul and then it's just, it's over. Yeah, that was that was an easy win for ScarJo. <laughs> yeah. Scar dog. Scar dog. <laughs> so good on her. She's moving on to the next round. Uh, next one up. It Actually, I think you've won every single fight so far. So my Team Rock is really struggling in the, the part one of round one, which is tough. <laughs> Although I think this next matchup of four and 13 might be a chance for uh, him to lose because we got Britney Spears with a uh, chainsaw hand versus Liam Neeson in an avatar's body controlled by a five-year-old. <laughs> I think I think the five-year-old is going to be smart enough to use the controls of like this avatar body. When and you say avatar, up. like the, the avatar. ten foot tall blue yeah. people, okay, yeah, yeah. I'll say that. I'll say they maybe even have like a knife, knife in their loincloth. And Britney's job of the hut body. She's got one of the the what Evil Dead chainsaw hand. Yeah, this is. I don't think she's because she's static. She has to pretty much not. She can't really move. Right. I mean, Jabba moves slowly. If anything, he's yeah. like a slug. And then the chainsaw hand is just however far the skinny little arm. Not skinny, but yeah, they're kind of skinny. Yeah. Short arms. I think this is an easy uh, victory for Liam. Yeah. I think if uh, Liam can somehow, Liam, or the five-year-old yeah. can figure out a way to incapacitate Jabba, Jabba Brittany, I think... Uh, Jabba. <laughs> I think the Avatar would put him down. You know, Liam Neeson would, would you know, click into his freaking Taken skills and, and put the beat down on Brittany. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Unfortunately, I wish I wish Brittany bitch would be able to uh, move on to the next round, but... Uh, it, it's it's just Liam Neeson's world, dude, and she's just living at the moment. So uh, next one up, we have five against twelve. 
Uh, so far, we have three wins for Team Patrick and one win for Team Rock. Uh, it is Pete Davidson in a uh, Green Goblin glider with Memento Memory versus Keanu Reeves, who can verse jump, but he's a severe narcoleptic. <laughs> so verse jumping, if you remember from everywhere, all the time, all at once, or whatever the fucking movie was, they can tap into other versions of themselves in a multiverse. Maybe not to have the full extent of like the the Matrix powers, but if he's dipping into like his kung fu shit, that still might be hard against Pete Davidson, who has that glider. Because what could Keanu like? What movie could Keanu tap in that would really do that? Except for well, it would be Neo. He would fly, yeah. I guess. But well, he knows kung fu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I'll I'll say that he can't bring in powers of like the other universe. I'll say that he can learn the, all these skills, but like to say that he's the outright, the one outside of the matrix, that yeah. doesn't seem like that would work. So he's got the ability to like truly fight and fuck people up. But Pete Davidson is in a glider that has like a gun and knives and shit like that. Even though he's completely brain dead essentially and has amnesia or whatever. I don't know. I, I think Pete, I think Pete just by nature of the glider can almost take an aerial approach to how they fight. Yeah. Know, who's going to fall asleep. At some point. And then he's just going to, you know, run into him like he does to foe. Yeah, I think Pete's going to take it. Yeah. Pete Pete Davidson needs to get out of the first round because I think he uh, he would like to fight Kanye in the next one if he gets past Emma Stone. That's the, the fight that we're all hoping for, really. Oh, wow. Yeah. If that comes to fruition, then that's great. Yeah. We got to set that up. <laughs> we got to fucking swing into their direction. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next one up, we have Selena Gomez who uh, recently took a small, like, a shrinking potion. She also has acid titty milk. Or uh, she's fighting against Nicole Kidman, who has collagen hands and face, but she has the powers of a vampire. This is a pretty good matchup. Selena Gomez, being that she's so small and this acid titty milk thing, actually might sort of counteract each other. Like, how much, how strong is the acid going to be if it's, like, a very small amount? Yeah, and, you know... How far can she shoot it? <laughs> wow, that's true. Yeah, if she had like um, fembot, like freaking machine gun titties, and she's <laughs> like shooting out these these squirt guns of acid. I'll say that's true. That, I mean, she could probably shoot it. Let's say a six foot range. She's got a six foot range on her, her acid titties. Yeah. What's like the vampire powers? I Super mean, speed, flying, yeah. strength. Yeah, I, I don't think she can withstand that. No, I think Nicole Kidman would just crush her. Yeah. Like, I think she would put her down pretty fucking yeah. fast. And I think, I mean, considering that she's already won one of our uh, celebrity death matches, she is like one of the premier seeds. So it would be <laughs> surprising if she would have lost in the first round. It would right. have been a huge upset. Yeah. So Selena Gomez, in my opinion, is, is gonzo. She's, she's probably dying under the boot of Nicole. <laughs> uh, next one up is seven and ten. We have Jennifer Aniston who has a monkey brain and frozen powers versus Andrew Garfield, who is stuck in the metaverse, but he has fire starter powers. And this was one of the really bad choices that I made during the draft that I recognize immediately with this fire starter versus frozen power thing. Cause that, that almost like null and voids Jen in a way, but he can't really see what's going on either. Cause he's stuck with a meta quest on his head. Well, actually, they both are sort of nullifying, right? Like, like if he's shooting, what is he shooting? Um, fire. Well, he's fire. And she's like all ice and she can create huge ice structures and stuff like that yeah. and skirt around on big ice things. So she's a probably... But you're thinking he can melt them down before... Yeah. 
Well, well, yeah, he's actually able to defend himself against anything she throws at him. Well, though, imagine, though, that she's using the frozen powers and she's, like, creating this um, almost like a, a ramp up around and she's, like, skating through it. If she's off the ground and he can't see anything on the ground, and even if he does, like, a full scorch earth, she could probably hit him from above because he can't see what the fuck is going on. He's in the multiverse. But she has a monkey brain, so I don't know if that's going to be as like a cohesive as a thought. If anything, yeah. she would, you know, get freaked out from the fire. Yeah, that could that could be a problem for. Her. I think mm, the monkey brain is really the thing that like separates this from being a Jen win because I think she really could avoid the fire thing mm. long enough to impale him with a freaking ice cube or an ice icicle. Uh, but the monkey brain, I mean, what freaking? It would have to be like, I mean, maybe a gorilla brain. If she had the brain of Coco the gorilla. I think she'd probably win. But if we're just saying it's a run of the mill, if it's the Chim Nimsky or whatever his freaking name was, let's say that. She has the brain of <laughs> Nim Chimsky. Nim Chimsky. Yeah, Nim Chimsky is uh, in Jen Anston brain, uh, and she's got that frozen powers. I think. I don't think Nim. I, I don't think Nim is going to be able to do it. Nah, I'm going to give this one to Andrew. Yeah. He's going to scorch Earth almost right away, just one big firepower, burn her up. The monkey is going to freak out uh, and just not be able to know what to do. Which is really a sad and waste of a power because Jen Aniston probably could have came away with that one if it was any other weakness. But Andrew Garfield, my guy. Well, yeah. actually, no, actually, that's your guy. My fucking, oh God, I've lost almost every single fight. Nicole, okay, so far as we go into the last round of the nine and the eight, uh, we have, let's see, DeVito lost. So Yoon yeah. won, Zach Efron won, ScarJo won, Liam won for me, Pete Davidson won for you, Nicole won for me. So I only have like two wins out of the, <laughs> the what, eight matches that we're doing? Uh-oh. That's too bad. Let's see whoever gets this last one, though, because we got Chris Hemsworth, who has North Star powers in a fucking micro penis, versus Bill Murray, who has Thor's hammer and is a conjoined twin. And as <laughs> I described it before, it's like two people combined together. Did I say two heads on? Yeah, two heads on Bill Murray, two sets of arms, but it's like two people right down the middle. Right. I almost want to say Chris at first look just because the North Star thing is so fast and if he can make even a handful of punches land on him, Bill Murray's going to blow up. He's going to blow up in blood like he does in all the freaking <laughs> Fist of the North Star movies. Oh yeah, the, the watata is going to happen. The yeah. only thing I can think of is if the 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 hammer. You're already dead. That, that feels like he's gonna say that. That's yeah. the thing. I don't think this this conjoined twin has the mobility or. How do you see them using the hammer? Do you really think it's gonna be something that changes the game? Because um, he can throw it. I remember they can throw it. It comes back to him. They can call yeah. lightning and shit. Is that gonna be enough? I don't know. It almost feels like this could be a, a coin toss. Yeah. Although I, I just think the super speed of the North Star guy is going to, if, if Chris yeah. is just going to be. I mean, if he just gets close and then, you know, Watata's him and, yeah. you know, then he, Bill's going to be like, oh, yeah, watch, I'm going to use my hammer. And then he's like. Yeah. He'll raise up Majorner or whatever yeah. the freaking hammer's name is and blow up in blood. Yeah. I, I think Chris, like all of our uh, winners before, are, are pretty OP. Except maybe Zach. Zach is like the weird pedestrian dude who's just fucked up and he has a, <laughs> he's a cool weapon. But I, I really do think Hemsworth is going to come away with this one. And that was my pick, I believe. So I got the last 
I got the last win of the fucking round today, which is good on me. So of the, the eight matches that we've done, you won five of them, and I won three. So, so far, it's looking pretty good for Team Patrick. Yep. I know we're going to have to uh, bring Patrick and The Rock into maybe like the, the later rounds and have them be part of more like the show, but we got to weed out some of these early rounds. So they, they actually know what the competition is really going to be. But that was a, that was a good first round. We yeah. got out of the way. We we figured out who is uh, winning and who's not. And yeah. I'm apparently really bad at drafting. <laughs> but that concludes the uh, the first round, part one of the Celebrity Deathmatch Tournament. Good old times. And then next week we're gonna got we got fucking Will Smith and Defoe right from the jump. So yeah. that's maybe the one I'm looking forward to most. Kanye and Emma Stone, Brady. Is going to get eviscerated, I imagine, by Justin Bieber, but we're going to have fun <laughs> along the way. His balls are going to, yeah, his balls yeah. are in trouble. Yeah. Uh, so, Dad. Last call for alcohol. Is there uh, anything that you wanted to ask the director? Ask Anno himself before we uh, bust this over to Muskie, who is uh, coming out of the, uh, the the beer cooler now. So, he, obviously, he's been working hard on Flipper back there. I'm, uh, I'm going to pass right now. I, I'm going to try to save all my questions for the end. Yeah, and you're you're we're all gonna have a lot of questions yeah. with that last one. So I, I have to really start looking at this and trying to figure out what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah, good fucking luck. What? I have to wa- I have to watch three more of these. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, I'm gonna be an expert. Yeah, we're Ava. gonna have the same amount of knowledge on Ava, and then maybe uh, we can never talk about it again because <laughs> I can finally purge it from my body. Uh, so, Dad, let's uh, call over Musky. Let's see what's going on with him. Hey, Gus. Gus, come here. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? What do you uh, What do you guys got going on this week? You guys watching some fucking uh, some stupid anime again? Well, we got a you know long weekend now. Yeah, what are you uh, What are you doing for Memorial Day? You uh, cooking Drink. up some hot dogs? Nah, just drinking. Yeah, you yeah. feel uh, you feel what? Are we memorializing soldiers or whatever? What are we even supposed to memorialize on Memorial Day? Um, uh, that's a good question, Muskie. Yeah. Um, you should know. Oh yeah, I forgot. Well, I, I was discharged, so they said I can't really participate in any of the uh, the military ones, if that's the case. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess that's fair. I should be actually, you guys should actually probably be nicer to me, if that's the case. With Memorial Day is this weekend, and I'm a, I'm a soldier. You're, you know what, Muskie, you're right. Yeah, of course I am. There's not many times that I'm not right, honestly. And, uh... <laughs> You know, I, I just wish you guys would actually come around and uh, admit it. Because, quite frankly, I, I fucking work hard and I, I do a bunch of cool shit and I, I run this uh, this spick and span type operation. Yeah, <laughs> Muskie, no you don't. You <laughs> you live uh, essentially in the back of this bar. No one comes in here and you fuck the dolphin in the beer cooler. You're, you're a problem to yourself. But I did have a question for you because we were talking about uh, animal roommates earlier. How is, uh, how is the thing going with Rory? Are you guys still chill? And, I mean, what's going on with your fucking kid? Oh, jeez. I mean, me and Rory are always sort of in a weird situation. I mean, uh, the, the Ro- Brock is is actually coming along really well. He's uh, he's somehow grown, um, which is really surprising. Uh, but it's only his arms. Only his arms have grown so far. So he's got these long fucking, you know, monkey arms that go down to his legs. And, you know, he's got these little baby feet. But, you know, that's still my kid. But otherwise... <laughs> You know, Rory just doesn't want to deal with this anymore. I mean, the the kid started to fucking play with him, and he throws him up in the air. You know, I understand. I understand where he's coming from. Is he is he here right now? Can we speak to him? I mean, Rory, are you around here somewhere? Yeah, I'm fucking here. <laughs> Rory, are you hiding? <laughs> yeah, I'm. 
us. I, 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 I came over here because, you know, I don't think this is working out anymore. Oh, well, what do you mean? Well, I mean, I want to live alone. <laughs> I want to be able to bring a girl back home and not feel, you know, freaking worried about this baby. I want a normal life. You live a normal fucking life. I pay you rent. I let you eat my ass. This is this is the best case scenario for you. Uh, Rory, I, why don't you just take the batteries out? We, you've already talked about that fucking. You've already made that suggestion, David. I don't really think that's gonna work. Frank, frankly, it actually gets louder when it has no batteries. So, how's yeah. that? I try. He fucked the freaking real doll. I don't know. <laughs> I'm surprised that I can even talk. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. <laughs> I was gonna say that's a pretty good point, Rory. Right. I mean, so what are you gonna do? Do you have any money I to don't be know able where to? Where we are? I think we're in the multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a complete uh, departure from real life. Yeah. I mean, do you even have the money? Do you have a job? Like, how are you going to pay for yourself? Ah, you know, I mean, hopefully I can find somebody as, uh, you know, kind like us who maybe just likes, you know, rent is me in their ass or something like that. I mean, do you know how to uh, cook, Rory? Do you know how to edit podcasts? We could yeah. bring you on. Well, you could just live. There well, might be an open uh, casting call for a, uh, a talking rat to, you know, do a live action of Ratatouille. I mean, maybe we could suggest it. Really? Yeah, we we have a uh, some. I wouldn't say close contacts with Disney, but <laughs> I think the only close contact we have with any movie maker is Michael Bay. <laughs> and I don't think. Wait he... a minute, though. Michael Bay might want to redo Ratatouille. He might make a little bit different. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah, I, I, actually... I think actually it would be a rat that's uh, like actually controlling some kind of mech. You know what I'm saying? Wow, let's okay. Otto has to remake Evangelion <laughs> one more time. It has to be with mice, and then we'll finally be able to get the the ending to the yes, series that we wanted. There's a freaking rat that they, you know, Shinji can't freaking, you know, <laughs> sitting there, you know, yeah, curled Shinji, up in the fetal position, crying, and then freaking Rory, Rory comes, comes up out and bites on his butthole. And it's just like, hey, what's the matter? <laughs> hey, that's not what I sound hey. like. What is this thing? Hey, let me get inside. You know, I can control things. You know, up in a hat and shit. So maybe I can control one of these monsters. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, if you guys want to write up a script, fuck it, I'll, I'll do it. Like I said, I'm just trying to make more out of my life. I just don't want to be a babysitter and an ass eater for my whole life for this fucking loser. I don't blame you. Hey, well, I mean, why are you, I mean, you guys need to fucking gay up who my even, tail. Who wants to work for freaking, you know, what? I mean, does Muskie pay you? No, of course not. What? Does he feed you? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, he takes care of me. Uh, yeah, I fucking take care of you. Listen, this is bullshit. Yeah. I fucking, I think it's know. got something to the fact that, like, he's probably spending all his time with Flipper, and he's not freaking, he's just, like, you're his, like, go-to babysitter, or, you know, yeah, this is sad, Muskie. Come on, man. All Rory right. deserves better than that. All right, Rory. If you, I mean, David brought it up, and it's kind of true. I've been, I've, I've been really getting at that blowhole a lot, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I should be a better friend to you. You know, you take care of my kid, and you've, you've looked out me from the start. So, you know, I, I, I'm willing to, uh, I'm willing to make some changes, man. If you're willing to look, uh, look past this all, and we can maybe. Work I think if out. Rory wants to, you know, throw a little party for his rat friends, I think you, you know, you should probably, you know, help him cater that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna throw a party. <laughs> yeah, dude. Actually, Rory, you go do that. You go scurry off and start that party, and we'll probably meet you there. We gotta go catch an Uber anyway, so we'll meet you at Muskie's house, and we'll fucking throw down. Hey, no, wait a second. I don't want it at my house. Hey, we had a party with a chipmunk coming, you know. So yeah, that was actually pretty cool. You wanna? 
You want to know that guy, Alan? <laughs> We're going to bring That's Alan. That's my fucking cousin, actually. We're going to bring him to the party. <laughs> He's going to join the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds about good. At least we know what I we're going to do I'm after sure this. I'm sure you're cool with all vermin. Yeah, I mean, we're all buddies. <laughs> I got a freaking squirrel that me hang, we hang out sometimes. He's my drug dealer. Oh. Yeah, the squirrel always has the best butt, yeah. I'm sure. But, Dad, let's uh, let's hop it over to uh, Notes and Arata, get in the super, and call it a day. So was there anything else you wanted to uh, say before we do the Jackson May? <laughs> no. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this obviously has gone off towards the deep end, which, as it usually does. Yeah, I feel like I might have drank too much already this weekend, but, you know, I still got another day to go. And uh... <laughs> Yeah, I did make you quite the margarita beforehand, yeah, exactly. so I-, I sauced you up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I was a little pre-gamed. <laughs> You were sauced. You were yeah. ready. You weren't lubricated fully to understand the machinations of fucking Evangelion, but you you still had a good time. Uh, yeah, I don't got anything to say either. We're going to do 2.0 next week, 3.0 the next week, and then, you know, 4.0, or 3.0 plus 1.0. So we, we got the schedule all set, and we're ready to go. And then eventually, I think 65, we're thinking Ghost in the Shell, uh, the live action. So that's right. the future schedule, and we're probably going to stick to right. it. Uh, so, Dad, this is the Jackson Man through the window. Hey, what's your wand rating? Well... Everybody knows Freak Show is one of my favorites. And I'm going to give it five out of five angels. I'm uh, I'm going to give it another five out of five, too, since we're, I think, back-to-back fives since we did Ghost Pine yeah. last week. I'll do five out of five. Um, bad relationship with your dad. <laughs> just to tie this, this baby in a bow. Okay. That feels right to me. Yeah. Uh, so just like always, we have no idea what we're doing, and hopefully on the other end we'll be able to figure it out. But until then... We're just going to have to see you next time. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, and don't drink and drive.